Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, I took the cash route. I put in more time, more grind, no line. I didn't take the fast route. Let's go. Suck it up, no crime, no crime, no crime. I didn't ask for handouts. Yeah. Go to work, no grind, no shine, no shine. And that's how you stand out. Yeah, yeah that's how I stand out. Yeah, I took the cash route. I put in more time, more grind, no line. I didn't take the fast route. Suck it up, no crime, no crime, no crime. I didn't ask for handouts. Uh-uh. Go to work, no grind, no shine, no shine. Yeah. And that's how you stand out. All right, we're live. Welcome back to the Buzz Pod. I'm your host, Nico Blatchman, and joining us today is one out of five players to ever be granted exceptional status in the CHL and the first in the QMJHL, a first-round pick to the Detroit Red Wings in the 2018 NHL Draft. He's a President's Cup champion, a World Junior Gold Medalist for Team Canada, and also assisted my first QMJHL goal, ladies and gentlemen, Joe Valino. Welcome to the pod. Yeah, thanks for having me, Nico. Fucking right, baby. Did you remember that? That you uh, assisted my first Q goal? Of course. Of course. That's probably up there on your list uh, when you turn in your resume. Um, like one of your biggest accomplishments right up there. Yeah, definitely right up there. What a fun year that that was. Before we get into that year uh, specifically, can we talk about just before that year? Um, you're granted exceptional status, which means that um, it's the 99 draft year and you're a 2000 and you're able to be drafted now in the 99 draft year. You're taken first overall by the St. John Sea Dogs. So basically, you get basically, basically for every Q team, you're the best player. Um, out of your age group and the age group above. Um, and I bet the kid that went second, Ovi, was like, fuck that Joe Valino kid. I should have gone first, Ovi, if he wouldn't have jumped up uh, a year. But <laughs> talk about that whole experience, man, of like the exceptional status and all that. Uh, yeah, it kind of just like happened. Um, I think it was like the decision made, like not even 24 hours before the draft, like they gave it to me. Um, like, I was thinking of going, like, the school way, but, um, like, I just didn't want to go play, like, mid AAA again. Like, I just felt like I needed, like, better competition, and um, I thought, like, mid AAA was probably going to be, like, uh, you know, just a little easier than than uh, than what I thought it'd be. And um, so, you know, I wanted the decision to, to go in the queue and, and play against older players and see what that was like. And, um, I thought it was pretty good. Like, I knew St. John had a lot of, like, good veterans there. And um, I think they just had, like, eight guys just drafted in the show. And um, so, yeah, like, I couldn't I couldn't really refuse anything. Like, I, I really wanted it. Like, I really wanted to play in a queue. And it was always, like, a dream of mine, um, you know, growing up in, in Canada. Like, you know, you want to play in the CHL. So, um, yeah, I thought, I thought it went really well. Like, it was a good year. Um, you know, we went kind of far, like, in the playoffs, too. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think um, you you played the year prior. You played for Lac St. Louis. I believe it was midget. You had forty one games played and you had fifty two points. So you were way yeah. you were you were like ten points over a point per game. Um, and then you go to the queue and you're and you get forty three points in sixty two games, which is unbelievable for a fifteen year old alone. But like, I want to talk about like the jump, the step up from playing midget to go into the QMJHL because you managed to produce um, like 
pretty pretty well like really well actually and especially for your age so did getting exceptional status and getting drafted first overall after the fact give you maybe a, a, a little boost of confidence coming into the queue uh, yeah it did I mean uh, like I, I knew it was going to be a lot harder though um, but I just you know wanted to keep playing my game and I knew that like I wasn't you know the strongest guy or like the biggest guy but um, you know, I, I knew that I had a lot of good speed. Um, I had some good skills, and um, you know, my hockey IQ was uh, was pretty up there. So, like, I, I used like my my best attributes um, a lot. You know, when I played, um, and I was able to, I know, you know, find ways to get points and and play with really good players. So, um, I was just lucky enough. Like, it was a good spot, and I got to play with some like elite players. So, it made it a lot easier to you know pick up a few assists here and there. Yeah, definitely, especially when you got guys like me just burying left and right. But um, let's let's talk about your first year in St. John. Um, it's your first year also um, living away from home. So talk about the whole mixture of like, I don't know, like nerves and slash pressure of like being first OB, exceptional status, going into the queue, while also dealing with the, the side of, you know, you're living away from home for the first time. You're not living with with mom and dad and my brother and all that. So talk about how now it's like a double adjustment. Like you're getting adjusted to a new league and like the new pressure and being in the spotlight and also living away from home. Uh, yeah, it was definitely an adjustment. Um, you know, it was, it was kind of far away from home. So it was my first time ever uh, having that experience. But, um, you know, it was, it was, it, uh, we were surrounded by a lot of good people and I know the staff, you know, uh, you know, really took care of me and so the players you know took me under their wing and um so it made it a lot uh, you know a lot more fun to to just kind of be in st john and and chill with the guys and and you know do stuff as a team so um yeah i, I mean it was it was it's a good city like um uh, you know it, it really made the uh the, the jump a little easier and the transition so i was really grateful for that but uh yeah i, I mean the city's great um, you know, first class organization. Um, I think they did a really good job with the players, and and uh, you know they they gave us whatever we needed. Well, yeah. I mean, you you locked out big time. I mean, you had. Uh, I mean, I so did I. I mean, that was pretty much my first real full year of junior as well. We had um, some unbelievable veterans on our team over there that that like you said took us under our wing. Uh, Boko jumped off the bench to protect you. Uh, in the famous uh, Kelly Bent fight, jumping off the bench, stuff like that. Uh, Blatchy, the sheriff, taking you to school every day, you know, um, showing you the ropes, obviously, um, telling you how you're going to go to the NHL and everything, and it's working out, so you're welcome. Um, but, but talk about, like, the difference between the first year in your junior career because you had a unique experience where you got to be – by far the youngest guy on the team like I was the second youngest guy on the team and I was two years older than you right so you were like the kid yeah. kid um where everybody really took care of you like we all made sure that you know where's Joe like is Joe getting places you know you always needed rides blah 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 etc to then becoming like a bona fide veteran in the league like a captain um then you get traded to Drummond and like you're a leader there as well um talk about like maybe the Actually, maybe between the first year and your last year in the queue, like the biggest differences you felt like in your role and like just as a person. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, obviously coming in as a young kid, like, um, 
you know, there was a lot of, you know, veterans that, that stepped up and um, kind of took me under their wing. And, um, you know, definitely that, that, you know, the one thing I'll remember for the rest of my life was that vocal fight where he jumped off the bench and, and fought Kelly Ben. Like, you know, obviously that was, uh, you know, it was, it was a real good gesture by him. And, um, you know, I kind of felt bad that he, you know, took uh, took 15 games Sussby too. Like, I didn't, you know, I didn't need him to do that for me, but, um, you know, it's, it's in his nature. You know, he likes doing that. And he likes playing that way. Um, so, you know, it was really nice to see that. And, um, you know. And it was for game. you. And it was for you. I think that's the coolest part. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, it's, it was something, uh, you know, obviously that, that I took to heart a lot. And, uh, you know, I remember that for the rest of my life. Um, and I think that's when, like, uh, you know, I, I kind of built some confidence, uh, you know, throughout my junior career. I knew that, you know, guys were going to protect me and, um, you know, guys were always going to stick up for me. So, um, you know, I was really grateful for that. And, and I guess my whole junior career, like, as I got older, I, I knew that, you know, some of the other young players that I played with that were, um, you know, really good players, um, you know, they were going to get taken liberty at. So, um, you know, I try to do, like, the best I could, even though I'm not a fighter, but, try to add some physicality into my game a little bit and, you know, get into scrums a little more. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, you know, my Saint, my year in St. John, like those those three, two and a half years I've played, like my first two years were, uh, you know, I was kind of in that role where, um, you know, guys would always protect me. And then I guess once I became more of a leader and as I got older and stronger, like, um, you know, I started taking care of the younger guys, you know, even off the ice and, and uh, you know, just helping them and uh, talking to them wherever they needed to go and, and help them out so um yeah it's it just kind of it's funny how it plays out you know you start off young and you start off uh you know you're just playing two different roles like once you're young and once you're older yeah literally man it's so crazy to to see i mean even for me it's just wild to see you like playing pro or or, or like even last year like being uh, an assistant captain or a 19 year old in the league like man you were 15 when we were in the league together so it's just insane how times flies and roles change and you got to go from being the kid to the dad pretty much um, but talk about how the year after your first year um, St. John makes um, an, a wild trade because um, they were going for the cup right and they traded Blatchman which is pretty bananas but you guys end up winning it anyway. Talk about that whole experience of, um, you know, just having a powerhouse team, being a part of it, winning the cup. I also wanted to ask you if you uh, if you battled any injuries that year because I saw you missed a couple games. Um, so talk about that whole year. Uh, yeah, so that year it was kind of like kind of started off actually started off really good. I just had a, I just played in diagonal like a tournament in the summertime and. Um, you know, I thought I did pretty good there as an underage, and um, just going into the season, there were a lot of high expectations on, like, you know, I had, uh, you know, 43 points in whatever, 60-some games, and um, I think, you know, a lot of people, like, expect me to, you know, rack up some points, and um, at the start of the year, I think I was maybe a little over a point per game, and I was playing with and with Izzy and, and Joseph on the top line, and uh, as a winger, not necessarily as a center, but um, anyways, I tried that out, and, uh, you know, I was playing really well, and then on that like big Quebec road trip, I got a, a high ankle sprain in my hometown hometown game. Um, you know, first shift of the game, I uh, you know went went into the boards with another player and kind of twisted my ankle funny. So I was out for about uh, I'd say like a month and a half, two months. Came back uh, the last game at Christmas time. 
Um, and you know, I was I was doing quite well. Like I had, you know, like I said, like a little over a point per game. I think I ended the season off, I think with you know just a point a game if I remember. Um, but I think in playoffs, like I you know did really well. Like I got um, was playing with with goats and and uh, small and smallman. Um, so I, you know I was getting some points here and there. But I think I had like you know eight goals um, as a sixteen year old. You know, yeah, eight goals and three assists for eleven points, and you were point per game in the memor. Yeah, so I, I I think I I ended off the season like really well. I think I stepped up in in those big moments and uh, absolutely you know, when the game started to get heated up. So uh, yeah, like I, I I mean it was tough to to be injured. I I definitely felt like I could have um, you know had a, a pretty good like a better year than than what I did, but uh, nothing I can control there. And I was just happy, you know, we won at least and um, you know got to play a you know a pretty significant role in that uh, that run. Yeah, let's talk a bit about that. Like, let's talk a bit about winning. Um, you won a trophy that's pretty hard to win, um, the President's Cup, the QMJHL. Um, and then you go on to play in the Memorial Cup, which is um, basically like the CHL, for those who don't know, the WHL. The best, the best team in the WHL versus the best team in the OHL, the best team in the Q and the host. Um, talk about that whole experience. Where was the member that year again? Uh, I was in Windsor. In Windsor, so talk about the experience of getting to play because it's a unique experience, man. Getting to play against the other leagues. Yeah, it's definitely. Uh, I mean, it's a lot of fun. Like, obviously, you feel really proud of yourself, you know, getting just getting there. But you know, once you get there, you're just like, like, wow, this is like, you know, you got four games, four or five games, and you know, season's done. So you want to make the best out of those games, and and every game's like so important. Where it's not like in the playoffs where. You know, you take like one or two games off, and you know you're down. Um, you know, in the series, like it's just like every game's like really important, kind of like a do or die situation. But um, I just try to like embrace everything. Like, uh, you know, I remember going to like when we had like those ceremonies with all the teams, like team players like the Brinkat and Strom and um, Sorelli and uh, Barzell. Like, you know, these guys like you know turn out to be superstars like in the NHL, and, and you're just like uh, like wow, like you're you know, I'm 16 years old and I'm facing off against, like, you know, a 19-year-old Dylan Strome, like, on a face-off or, like, a 19-year-old Matt Barzell, like... Bananas. You know, these guys are, like, these guys are superstars and you're just, like, you just, like, don't even know what to expect and, um, you know, it was... I thought it was a really good experience. Like, I remember, like, um, you know, when we beat Seattle and Matt Barzell, like, came up to me and, um, you know, in, in the handshake and just said, like, hey, like, you know, like, you're going to be a hell of a player and, um, I kind of just like you know had a huge smile on my face, and I told him like I mean like you're gonna be a hell of a player, and um, you know just I don't know like I remember playing also in a preseason game in like in Detroit and against New York Islanders, and you know kind of remember me, so that was pretty cool. Like wow, I think, I think he's a really good guy. Um, you know, had a, a few words with him, and he still kind of like remember that moment, and um, yeah, I was just really like thrilled about that, and um, you know. He's, probably one of the most exciting players to watch like I love watching him play just the way he skates and so like deceptive and creative and makes unbelievable plays so um yeah that experience was really good like um, obviously sucks that we lost but just like the the memories like I made through that and you know players I played against like I was really happy to be there yeah definitely that's an unreal thing that we have like as hockey players how um like we remember those little moments like I just had Clayton Keller on the pod and he talked about how like Barrett Jackman threw him a puck one time at a game and he wore number five for two years because of it. 
you know, and like, or like, it's so yeah. funny. Like this guy, Mott Barzal, Mott Barzal, like just told you, you know, you're going to be a hell of a player and it just sticks with you. How many people have probably told you that you're going to be a hell of a player? Probably fucking everyone. Do you remember when I told you that, by the way? I remember at least like a lot of players. <laughs> I think a lot, like, I think it's just because it was, you know, Matt Barzal and you're like, you know, you look at him now and the players like he's become. So like, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's probably... You know, something I obviously remember, like, always stay in the back of my head for as long as I, you know, play hockey. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's unreal. Um, you come back 17, 18. Um, I assume you have a great summer, uh, maybe a little bit of partying, but not too much. Um, you come back 17, 18. They slap the C on your chest. How are you, Captain? 31 games played, 31 points in your NHL draft year before getting traded to Drummondville. Um, I know you guys had a rebuild team that year because you had just won the cup the year prior. Um, so were you fully expecting that trade because they wanted they wanted to give you maybe a better opportunity to um, excel in your draft year, or w- was it unexpected? Um, yeah, I mean, I, obviously, like there were talks, like even going on, like in the summer. Um, I know after the season had ended, and like me potentially like being traded at the draft, but. I know, like, I didn't want to. Like, I, I always wanted to, like, stay with the Sea Dogs, and I just made, like, too many good memories that, like, you know, like, my heart would, like, would always want to stay in St. John. But, um, so I'm like, you know, we'll give it, a, you know, the first half of the year and then, like, wait till Christmas time, you know, see where we're at. And, you know, maybe we can, like, surprise a couple teams here and there and, like, you know, play in the playoffs. Like, I know, like, we weren't going to be, like, you know, a good team, but I thought we'd, like, you know, be a hardworking team that, like, you know, uh, gives teams, like, a lot of, um, a lot of challenges and you know really sticks into the games but which we did like we I know we lose and we wouldn't lose by much like we play like pretty good teams and we lose by like one or two goals you know a lot of times and lose a lot of games and you know overtime or shootout and um, but just like wasn't it wasn't working out as well like I, I know we had a couple good players here and there but the rest you know it was a brand new team a lot of rookies a lot of um, you know um, guys who weren't really familiar with the league yet and, and you know it was kind of hard like um, you know just um, just playing like the games, like it was. Well, yeah, when you're when you're playing, when you're used to playing with guys like I don't know uh, Matthew Joseph and Matthew Highmore, who both have show games under their belt, um, and then you, you're you're all of a sudden playing with you know um, I don't know guys that are their first year in the league and they're still getting adjusted to the league. I mean, it's a lot harder to produce at that point. Yeah, so like it's obviously tough. Like I was getting frustrated, and you know during the games, like it just like I was trying to do like you know, too much, and, um, I think, like, it just wasn't working out for me, and, and, um, you know, so I, uh, so I spoke to my agent, and, like, spoken with, like, the Sea Dog staff, and, um, I think it was, it was more like a mutual thing, like, where we just decided, like, it, it would be the best for, like, you know, for myself and for, for the Sea Dogs, like, I know, like, they'd get a lot for me, and they'd, you know, start, yep. uh, start getting, like, a quicker rebuild, and, you know, they got, uh, I don't know what it was, but uh, a couple first rounds and, and some seconds, so, uh, they got a pretty good, like, package there, and I was going to a team that, like, not necessarily was, like, really good at the time, but they knew, like, they were going to be good, like, the year after, and maybe have a chance, like, this year, like, they surprised a lot of teams, they were, like, one of the youngest, player, uh, one, one of the youngest teams in the queue, and, and, uh, so, uh, Dom, uh, Dom Ducharme reached out to me and said, like, he called me and said, like, yeah, you're going to be traded to us, and, and blah, 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 like, uh, you know, anyways, he brought me to Drummondville, and, uh, got familiar with the group there, and, 
you know, it was a really good team. Like, I uh, really was impressed with, like, the coaching staff with uh, with Dom. You know, he just won a World Junior Championships, and, um, you know, was a really good coach. Like, a lot of players liked playing under him, and, and so, uh, you know, I was thrilled to, to be playing there. And, and then I kind of really took off after that. Like, I really enjoyed, you know, the city and, of Drummondville and kind of a lot closer to home. And, and uh, then the year after, like, you know, we got the Max Comtois a deal, and, we traded for another couple of players. Um, you know, we traded some picks, and they're really, really young team that they were waiting, I think, a couple of years to go for it. So, um, you know, we had a really good team there too, kind of like the team we had in St. John, but they just couldn't uh, figure it out to, you know, to get past uh, to get past Halifax uh, last year. But um, you got when you got traded mid-season to Drummondville, like I mentioned before, you were at a point per game with 31 and 31. You go to Drummondville, and now you get 48 points in 33 games. So you did, um, you did produce more um, in the middle of that season. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Right before, because you got traded to Drummondville over Christmas. Is that when you played for Team Canada? Um, no, I, I played. Um, Team Canada was in the summer after that season? Um, so, like, when I got traded there, I got, um, I finished the year off in Drummondville, and I played U18 uh, World Championships in Russia for Team Canada. Yeah, and you were and you were the captain of Team Canada, and you guys won the gold, correct? No, no, that was the year before. Oh. I was in the tournament. Okay. Um, I played, or no, wait, was, yeah, yeah, it was the year before, because this was the, U18 World Championships. Um, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, U18 World Championships that year. We lost quarterfinals against Czech. And then my returning, when I played the full year in St. John, uh, at Christmas time, I played World Juniors at 18. And then this year, I played at 19. Right, right. Okay, wait, but you, you win Team Canada Gold. Or no, so th- that wasn't that year. But then that's the year that you get drafted in the NHL. Um, you go first round. 30th overall but you were ranked um like pretty much top 15 by everything so i I, this is a question that i've really been looking forward to ask you um can you as a as a high prospect your whole life like you get exceptional status you go first overall in the queue um you excel in the queue and now um it's your nhl draft and you're ranked top 15 in everything so you obviously went to the draft and you're sitting there, you're hearing other people's names called. Um, did you at some point think to yourself, like, like maybe like, what the fuck? Like, am I getting called here? Like something like in that sense, like, were you getting nervous a bit? I, yeah, I was like, um, like I, I saw that, like, obviously I paid attention to it. Like, uh, you know, a lot, like after, after the season was over and, um, you know, I was ranked, uh, I know I had like a good strong, uh, strong ending to the season and, um, you know, I had a pretty good like U18 world and, um, you know, I, I my interviews all like all went pretty well. So, um, like I, I, I thought like I'd, I'd at least like slip, you know, um, within the top 20. Um, but, uh, you know, anything could happen to drop and I know like I remember speaking to people and speaking to my agent and told me like the worst thing you can do is just like have expectations for the draft. Um, so like, you know, I went in there and, um, you know, um, just want to have some fun and, and have a smile on my face. So, um, I was just happy to be there. Like, you know, the opportunity comes once in a lifetime and, um, you know, it was just, you know, and it ended up working well. Like I was drafted to a really good organization that, you know, that's on a rebuild right now. So there's a lot of opportunity there. So, um, it's, 
uh, it was it was definitely like you know kind of it kind of sucked a little bit like you know sliding that far but uh, at the end of the day like you know it, it it doesn't really matter you know where you end up getting picked like it's you know what you do after and and uh, no and yeah, yeah so I mean obviously yeah no I mean obviously um, getting drafted in the NHL I mean especially the first round like it's a, it's a dream come true like for any kid that grows up playing hockey um, it's just it's just I love hearing like the insight of because people see you and they're like yeah he like maybe people think he slipped but at this point like people don't remember that shit people are just like Joe Valino drafted in the first round like Detroit Red Wings you know what I mean but like looking back yeah. on that day, I'm sure you remember a lot of mixed emotions and stuff like that. That's why I wanted to get into that. But did that maybe add a bit of a chip in your shoulder, um, sliding down that much? Did you kind of say like, all right, now I'm gonna prove all these teams that passed up on me um, that they that they made a mistake? Because you go back to Drummond the year after, 59 games played, 104 points. You absolutely torched the QMJHL. So, like, was that something that um, maybe left a little sour taste in your mouth from the draft? Um, yeah, I always wanted to keep that in the back of my mind. Like, just kind of remembering, like, you know, I split 30th overall. And, you know, all those teams that passed on me, you know, didn't want me. So, um, you know, all the players that got picked ahead of me, like, I was really happy for them. But at the same time, like, I always wanted to, you know, to, to prove that I was better and um, that I deserved to go higher than, than what I went. But, um, yeah, so I... I went to uh, Detroit uh, development camp and, and main camp like I, I actually did really well as an 18 year old you know they were really impressed in, in what I brought and um, you know the staff had even told me like you know we, we you know we thought we think you like you shouldn't have went to 30th like you're a better better player than like what you went and and it kind of like gave me a lot of confidence so um, you know I used that all throughout camp and I thought that they really believed in me like the Detroit staff you know they really like had a lot of confidence in me and, and boosted up my confidence with you know with uh, with speaking to them um so uh so yeah I played a couple preseason games did really well too in there and then just told me like yeah like you know we're really really impressed like with uh with what you did here like at main camp and preseason games so that's why we like we we gave you some games because we're really impressed and kept you longer than like what we expected to so like yeah so I missed the first two games of the season in Drummondville and and uh, so then, like, I knew I was always going to go back. Like, I knew I had a feeling. But, um, I always wanted to, like, get my best over there in Detroit and, and kind of stick around as long as I could. So then uh, went back to Drummondville and came back, like, home opener. And it was the third game of the season. And, like, um, I just thought, like, our team was, like, absolutely phenomenal. Like, I think we won that game, I think it was 10 nothing or, like, 10-1. And uh, How many I was, points? like, well, like I think I had two or three. I got kicked out of the game, like, in the 10-minute mark for, like, absolutely no reason. And I think the ref, like, just messed up players. But um, I think, like, I don't know, like, it was it was kind of, like, a weird situation. I was, like, in a scrum, and, and he thought, like, I punched a guy in the face or whatever, so he, like, kicked me out of the game. And there's no, like, like video cameras or, like, yeah. review or anything. So, like, I just kind of, like, left, like, laughing. I'm like, okay, hey, whatever, it's a joke. Um, but then after, like, as games went on, like I started building a lot of chemistry with like line mates and played a lot of, I played pretty much the whole year with, with Gregor McLeod and, and Brandon Skubal, which were like really good line mates. And um, McLeod ended up signing a one year deal with, with Detroit after that season. Like he was phenomenal as a 20 year old and, um, you know, really helped me a lot, um, 
you know, in terms of like offensive production. Like we had a lot of guys that, that had a lot of points. I think we had like five guys over 80 points. Wow. But, uh, you know, he's a guy who like I played, you know, a good chunk of the year with consistently on the same line. Um, and like really, uh, was really, you know, fun to play with. So you've been playing junior your whole life and then you get drafted to the NHL and, and you get, you said, you talked about how you got to play some preseason games. You're in the locker room with like legit NHLers. Like, can you talk about that experience? Like just like being in the room with those guys and like going to, to the, into the game with those guys, you know? Yeah. It's like, actually like, I was kind of, like, surprised. You just, like, you go into the room and it's, like, you know, game of a preseason at home and you see all these guys, like, walking in. Like, for me, like, I look at, like, Dylan Larkin and, like, Anthony Manta, like, which is one of the only, like, Quebec guys, like, in the Detroit system that that I kind of, like, that kind of, like, spoke to me a lot. Right. Um, but, like, uh, he, he was great. Like, all of, the, all of those guys are, like, really good. Like, they're young, but they've been in the league for, like, you know, a couple of years now, but they're still, like, young players and, and it's just like you know, fun to like see how they uh, how they act at the rink and like how they come to the rink like every day, like getting ready for work, but at the same time like having a lot of fun with it. Um, and like they're just like they're just beauties. Like they're great guys, and they love to have fun, but like love the game. And um, you know, it's just it's 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 pretty sick like to see how they you know how they act and how they go about their business every day. Like it's it's pretty sick. Were you uh, were you surprised at how similar maybe? they are to to junior players like i feel like sometimes like we expect nhl players to be so different but like i've heard so many stories to where like it's legit like being in a q locker room is is almost the same as being in an nhl locker room other than the millions of dollars and maybe um a bit a bit more seriousness maybe but i mean were you like maybe surprised at how 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 they were yeah, I kind of get like where you're coming from with that. Like a little bit, you you see a little bit parts of it. Like um, just the kind of conversations, like the silliness and like the stupidity. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Like sometimes you know, like in the locker room, like um, I guess juniors is like it's pretty much like where you're growing up to be like a professional hockey player. Like you're, it's like one of the, it's like pretty much the the step below like of becoming like you know an NHL player. It's like some guys like go transition like from the queue like straight to straight to the show and right and um and so like you know you kind of bring a little bit of that like into um into the nhl and um especially like when you're younger at least like mid-20s like you're still like you're still kind of like joking around with the guys and like still want to have like a good time and stuff like you're not like you don't have any kids like you don't have a wife like you don't have like some guys don't have girlfriends and like um it's just like I don't know, like, you want to have fun with the boys, like, you want to continue, like, what you had in juniors, because I think, like, everyone leaving junior hockey, like, they always have a great time, and they always, they always look back at it and say, like, oh, like, I wish I could go back to juniors and stuff, because I say that to myself, like, I, I really enjoy my time in juniors, I, like, you know, I always have flashbacks and stuff, like, while I'm in, you know, when, when I was in Grand Rapids, like, I always have flashbacks of, like, playing in junior and just, like, just thinking of how good of a time it was, and, so, like, you try to always, like... Emulate it. Uh, yeah, you always kind of, like, want to bring it to, like, the pro level and kind of yeah. have fun with that a little bit. So, I get what you're saying. Yeah, and then... So, so wait. So, you go, you go, you get 104 points, 59 games played. Hello, bring me the money, NHL contract. So, now you're playing in the AHL. Um, this year was your first pro year in the A. 
You put up uh, 23 points in 54 games. Um, talk about like what it's like playing with like grown men. Like like you mentioned earlier, like guys on on your team have wives, have kids. You know, like talk about what what it's like. Like that whole atmosphere and like the pro atmosphere. Like you're you're maybe flying to games now and staying. I, I don't know, like, it's a whole different, you're making some money, so now you you and the boys are maybe doing different things that you would do in junior? Um, yeah, it, it's definitely, like, a big adjustment. Um, like, you know, guys have kids and families, and, um, you know, it's, it's like you're playing against men, like, everything's different, like, practices are always, like, you know, like, you always got to come to the rink, like, ready to go, like, there's, you know, you can't really, like, take any days off, really. Um, but I think a lot of guys like have a lot of fun with it. That's why, you know, you see guys like playing for so many years, like, you know, you can tell that they just love the game and, you know, doing it as like a job, like probably the one of the, one of the best things you can ever ask for. And, um, it's, it's, it, I definitely like it. Like the only thing that kind of sucks is like, obviously you don't get the same luxury as you are like in the NHL, like, you know, you're busing to some places and, um, you know, sometimes like yeah. your long bus rides and, um, it's 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 just like it's a bit of a grind too. Like you know, you're playing like let's say like a three and three sometimes, um, like in pro hockey, and like it's it's kind of tough like on the body, but um, it's like the the games are like are pretty nice. Like we got a nice setup in Grand Rapids. Like we get some good fans. We have a nice rink, um, nice little setup. Um, like not too far from Detroit. Like we're kind of like central too. Like in our division, uh, not too far for a lot of teams. Like where we go and play, but. Um, you know, like flying too, like we, you know, stay in like pretty good hotels and, and everyone kind of gels together. Like we all um, kind of do stuff, like we're a young team. Um, so it was nice to kind of be a part of that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I heard that like in pro hockey, um, usually like road trips is when um, the older guys, like the guys with wives and kids, um, really get to gel with the team more because they're just like, with you guys 24 7 they're away from their kids like is, is is that how it is for you like do you think like you get to spend more time with the older guys like on roadies or do you just kind of stick with the younger group um it's, it's actually pretty like it's actually true like um the younger guys do like sometimes they'll gel with the older guys like on road trips just because like you know they're away from the kids and away from the wife and um they're just like they get to spend time with the guys and I think like our, I think like my my funnest trip this year was literally right before this like virus kind of came out. Like we were in, we had a trip, a two week road trip in uh, San or San Antonio, Texas. Wow! And uh, like it was, it was, it was great. Like we had great weather there. Um, you know, guys were going golf and guys were, um, you know, sitting by the pool, like getting a nice tan in and and staying at a pretty sick hotel. Like um, it was great. Like the older guys loved it and you know we we uh the younger guys like we um kind of all came together like we go out to eat and um you know the older guys uh invited us to dinner too like going eat with them and it was it was a, it was a good trip but um it's definitely true that like um you know the, the older guys like bond more with the team like when they're on the road trips just because they're away from like the family and like when they're in the city like when they're at home like they want to be with their kids and want to be with the family so yeah, yeah like, de- definitely. Pretty much the only escape, like when we're when we're on the road, like it's really, really like the only escape for them. I haven't gotten really a chance to look at your uh, roster over there at Grand Rapids. Do you have any guys that are like NHL veterans that are now in the A? Um, I 
Um, Chris Terry, who um, played, um, I think, like three or four years in the show, he was like bounced or bounced around like quite a bit with like played with Montreal, played with Carolina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember him in Montreal. Yeah, so like he's 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 definitely like a top player in our league. Like he's a real good player, and um, you know we got Matt Pumple too, who's like I think he's like twenty six, but he's played like you know a couple show like he's played actually like a lot of show games. Like he's played a full year in the show with the Rangers. He played a bit with Ottawa. Um, he scored an NHL hat trick too. Um, wow, not a big deal. <laughs> he was a he was a first round pick. I remember um, in the show. Um, Brian Lashoff, uh, Dylan McElrath. Do you uh, hear that? Do you get to hear like some awesome NHL stories from these guys? Like, do these guys sit you young guys down sometimes and like tell you some stuff or, or, or what's up? Yeah, yeah, they've told us uh, a couple, a couple stories here and there. Um, but That's the best. That's the best. Um, you played Canada U20 as an assistant captain. Six games played, six points, gold medal. Can you talk a bit about that experience? Um, yeah, that was obviously a great experience. That was mid. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. That was in the middle of your first pro year. So that was uh, at the Christmas break, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, it was pretty like it was pretty unique, I guess, for me, like. Usually, like, when you're playing pro hockey, like, chances of you, like, getting home to, like, your world junior team are, are kind of rare, but since I was playing in the AHL and not, like, a show, I knew there were more chances of me going down to, uh, to play for Team Canada, and, uh, and Team Canada, like, really, um, like, really wanted me to, to play for them, like, they, they saw what I had, uh, did in the, the summer showcase in Plymouth, and um, there were a lot of, like, good players there, and we had a really good team. Um, so like I joined the team like kind of late like Steve didn't want to send me like right away he sent me like a week after like once the camp was done and so I met the, so I flew by myself to, to Europe um, like middle of I was in San Diego actually I'd left after the game had a car uh, car service to uh, to LA wow. uh, stayed the night there um, then early in the morning at like 5 in the morning I got up got to the airport um Flew to uh, Chicago, so I did LA Chicago and Chicago to uh, Vienna, which the team was in. So I went to Vienna, arrived there, and for them it was like I did literally a whole day of travel, like 24 hours it took Jesus. me to get there. Well, not 24 hours, but it took me like a long time. So when I got there, it was I think nine in the morning um, their time. So they had just woken up, they were heading to the rink. They had a game that day, like a exhibition game. So. I went to the game, but didn't play, so I was just kind of in the stands. I was absolutely exhausted. Um, like I was closing my eyes in the stands, like couldn't even stay awake. So, um, anyways, like I spoke to the guys, and like it was a really good experience. Like we got treated really well, got a lot of cool shit, um, had some really good meals. Um, then went over to Czech Republic to kind of start the tournament, and like the crowd was just like unreal. With all like Canada, I think there were like four thousand Canadians who like came down to support us. Um, but like the arena was just like red and white all over the place like it was loud like even when we played the Czech Republic New Year's Eve like we were like the home team like it was crazy and uh and then the first game like Canada-US like just a huge rivalry I think there were like three 
three million people uh, streaming that game like online, like on their phones or whatever, all the way from Europe. Um, so it was a like, huge game, and then like it was, it was just a great game. Like we started the tournament like five four win against the U.S. and then absolutely got smoked against Russia, and then played them again in the finals and beat them. Like it was, it was, it was like a really good tournament. Like we we faced a lot of adversity, but at the same time, like found a way to like battle through that and ended up winning the tournament which was like pretty special like it made it even better yeah absolutely i mean you want you win the gold medal and you're in czech which is europe so basically no rules over there you guys get to go out and celebrate in a foreign country um you, you guys obviously were able to go out and celebrate uh in czech republic one night or, or, or did you guys leave right away um we, well we had to so as soon as we won, um, we went back to like our, our hotel and like our parents were there, but they, um, like we had like, you know, a couple of drinks here and there. Like obviously, you know, we just won the, the tournament. So like we had some champagne, we had some beers and right. pretty much like all of us like are of age too of, of drinking it. But, um, it was like within like, we we're all with their family. So, um, like, you know, it was kind of like our, like our own private room and, Oh, I hear you. It was like a family party, like just the boys and their parents. Yeah, it was just like a family party. So, like, obviously, like, uh, you know, our parents, like, you know, we were, we were having a good time with our families and with our teammates. Like, we were just kind of sticking out of the hotel. Like, we didn't go out. So, um, it was, uh, it was like, we definitely enjoyed ourselves. Like, we, I know we had to take the bus at, like, 3 in the morning. So, um, oh, wow. It was, we had to go to the air. Like, we left literally, like, the same day. Like, so we, we finished the game and then had a bus at 3 in the morning. I had to drive four hours to, to the airport. Um, we, had to drive to, we had to drive to Vienna because there was no, like, I guess the airport, like, uh, I don't know. But, like, anyways, I don't know why we had to go to Vienna, but we went there. Boys must have been feeling real good on that bus ride over. Oh, everyone was just asleep, like, dead. Like, it's, uh, it, was, it was definitely, like, it was kind of funny, but uh, it, like only if the if the tournament was in like Canada or like the states or something, like probably would have been an easier way to like get back home. But uh, it was like a long day for a lot of us. Like uh, you know, we were on the plane for like ten hours, and um, I remember like getting back home. It was like yeah, and you can't and you can't drink on the plane because you're not legal on the plane now. Uh yeah, that's true actually. So uh, it was. Uh, <laughs> Like I was, I was asleep. I was dead asleep like the whole time. Like I tried to get as much sleep as I could, um, and like I was all by myself because I was the only one flying back to uh, to like Grand Rapids. So everyone was flying to Toronto Airport first, but oh. I was the only one flying to Chicago because I had to go back to Grand Rapids. And, um, so I, I I arrived in Grand Rapids. And I had like three or four days off. A team was like in a road trip in Milwaukee, so um, I was alone in my apartment, just kind of like trying to get as much rest like kind of like just chilling like i didn't want to do anything but i was exhausted wow man that's a unique experience after winning the gold medal um let's talk yeah. uh, i just want to get into like a bit about right now like in your pro year what's your living situation like um so like my first year i lived with uh mo cider so he was like detroit's uh six pick last year in the, in the draft okay so like i uh uh, like I last summer I trained in Detroit so uh, I was I was kind of staying there uh, with one of the staff members just kind of like for a couple months um, but uh, I ended up picking up Mo 
because Detroit wanted him to come in the summer and I was already there. So they'd asked me, like, oh, like, would you be able to give, like, Mo a ride, um, like, to the gym and, like, to the ring? So I'm like, yeah, sure. Um, so I would pick him up, like, every day from, like, the hotel and kind of just had, like, uh, we developed, like, a chemistry, like, uh, really good relationship. Like, we kind of, like, go out for dinner and, like, go watch movies and, like, just, like, kind of hang out because there was nothing, like, else to do. Like, we weren't of age to, like, go out and, like, grab drinks. So, right. Um, we kind of, like, you know, chilling and, like, uh, just, like, spending some time together. And um, so we, we ended up, like, building a really good chemistry. And, and then, like, once we got to Grand Rapids, we're like, oh, well, like, you just want to, like, live together and whatever. So then we both decided to, like, to live together and share an apartment. So we share an apartment together and and uh, we live together uh, in, in Grand Rapids. And what's that like now? Because you're used to living, you're used to living, well, first you lived with your family, then you started living with billet families through junior. Now you get to live alone. You got a bit more, like, freedom as to doing kind of whatever you want, like, whenever you want. Um, talk about, like, how, like, maybe being a pro, like, and just maturing more because you got to do shit on your own. Like, you got to get your own groceries, et cetera, cook your own meals. Yeah, like, yeah, so that was pretty much, like, the main reasons, like, why I wanted to kind of train in Detroit this summer because, like, it would leave me alone, like, without my parents, like, kind of like, cooking for me and stuff. Like, you would be able to learn like, and adjust to, to living alone before adjusting to the new league. Well, yeah, like, exactly. So, like, that's what I wanted to do. Like, I wanted to, like, like I'd go out to get groceries, like, on my own and, like, um, kind of cook, like, m the majority of my meals and, um, like, kind of do, like, my own thing, like, just learning how to be on my own and, like, take care of myself. So I thought that would be, like, the best way to kind of, like, teach me uh, to become, like, to become a pro. And uh, so then, like, when I got to Grand Rapids, like, I already kind of learned, like, how to cook a little bit and, uh, doing my laundry, um, you know, going get groceries. Like I already had like people like kind of teach me this like before I got there. So then like I was, it just made it a lot easier. So like for me, like it actually wasn't really a problem. Like I didn't have like I didn't find it um, like challenging to do at all. Like I I kind of like got used to it and stuff. So um, you learn yeah. to like it. I find I find you learn to like going to the grocery store and like that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> makes you feel like yeah. your own man. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, I, I kind of, like, enjoy it now, like, just kind of, you know, going out, like, going get some groceries or, like, going get your own food and, um, you know, not relying on someone else to kind of do it for you, like, get whatever you, like, you want to eat and... Cook whatever you want. Are you into, like, do you try to, do you try to find recipes and cook them up or you just stick to the simple stuff? Um, I stick to the simple stuff, but, like, when I, like, when I want something different that, like, I don't know how to cook... Like, sometimes I, like, kind of look it up, but if I see, like, if it's, like, late at night and, like, I don't have time to do anything, like, I'll just kind of order something or, like, go at a restaurant and kind of just eat there. Like, yeah. like, where I live, like, it was it was downtown Grand Rapids, so, like, a lot of, a lot of like, really good restaurants. Like, it's a pretty good city to, to like, you know, to find a couple of stuff, like, to, you know, go to a good restaurant. Like, you'll, you'll find that in Grand Rapids. So, you know, I'd, I'd walk, like, across the street and, like, either like take it out or like eat at the restaurant and then just walk back to my place like so i didn't have to like go along a long ways to like go to places like i kind of just walked around everywhere even though i had like my car there and, and uh yeah like i i kind of just learned a little bit, on my, bit by myself how to cook 
Unreal. Joey V with a car. That's crazy. Can't even imagine it, dude. Can't even imagine it. But um, talk about talk. Uh, uh, what's up with you right now, man? What's up with you at the quarantine? You're quarantining. Where are you at? Uh, I'm back home in Montreal right now. Uh, been here for a month now. So like literally as soon as we got like the green light to go back home, like I I just throw my car down and and uh, you know got through the border because. Um, you know, I, I heard, like, there were rumors that, like, it was probably going to close, and, like, literally, like, I don't know, like, five days later, like, it, it ended up closing, like, all the borders to, like, Canada and the U.S. Yeah. Um, so, like, Crazy. I don't know, like, I, I've been home now, like, just kind of, like, working out a little bit, like, uh, spending time with the family, like, playing some Xbox, watching movies, like, not much to do, so. Yeah, I hear you. You got anything going on Netflix right now that you can recommend or nothing? Uh, I just, I, ju- I was just watching Money Heist. I just finished it. Oh, um, love it, love! It. I've only watched the yeah. first episode of the new season, but I'm, I'm ripping into it today, like pretty yeah, much all it's day. Dude, I know. I've been hearing that. I can't get myself to watch it. I watched the first. Like episode. apparently, it's like it's not like it's not like yeah it's like weird good i heard but the thing is it's like documentary like i can't get myself to watch those things yeah yeah like uh i don't know we'll see like if you get uh, bored enough you'll get into it yeah probably <laughs> uh, all right well anyway joel that's all i got honestly man I, I i really appreciate you coming on you gave some unreal insight you're the first ever exceptional status to play, player to come on the pod. So that's huge. And, uh, yeah, you got anything else to mix in? No, no. It's, it's, that's pretty much it. Like, I'm good. Like, all right. Thanks for having me. Thanks for, uh, thanks for all this. No, absolutely, man. I appreciate you coming on. And uh, hopefully uh, we'll see you in the National Hockey League soon. Shots with me. Uh-huh. Now we baking bread. Everybody playing. He hold up a knot with me. No cap. We took the cash route. Let's go. Yeah, I'm talking moolah. Uh-huh. We grew up up in noodles, spaghetti. Used to be peanut butter and jelly. Uh-huh. Now the chef, he gon' come when he's ready. Uh-huh. But you know about the lights off candles. Lights. I'm about with the mic off dance. Like Mike. I'm a star on the moonwalk. Now I got the whole room talking. Yeah, I'm talking trophies. I got everybody talking down. Acting like they know me. I'm a champion, like LeBron, ballin' with my homies, I'm better than the old me, R.I.P. to Kobe, yeah, yeah, I took the cash route, uh-huh. no time, no grind, no line, I didn't take the fast route, it up, no crime, no crime, no crime, I didn't ask for handouts, yeah. go to work, no grind, no shine, no shine, and that's how you stand out, uh-huh. yeah, that's how I stand out, uh-huh. yeah, I took the cash route, let's go, no time, no grind, no line, I didn't take the fast route, uh-huh. It up, no crime, no crime, no crime. I didn't ask for handouts. Uh-huh. Go to work, no grind, no shine, no shine. Uh-huh. And that's how you stand out. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's how I stand out. Let's uh-huh. go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh.